Hello, hello. Welcome back to the CTO studio. I am your host, Nikolai Walker, on the mic and in your ear. We are joined today in studio with Aaron Longwell. Welcome, sir. He is the director of engineering and he is currently building the app that hosts all of the Afghanistan legal system. Let's get right into this discussion. It is fascinating. We are talking about left brain versus right brain. Two years ago, we would have said to each other, man, you know, what if there was a situation when the whole planet was wearing masks? You'd be like, that's not possible. Well, I know I would have said that's just silly. How does that fit into your regression models? I, I mean, a lot of people have asked me that. And I think the, the one that really stands out for me, I just watched that Totally Under Control documentary. There's a lot of talk in there about the failings in the supply chain for PPE. And that looks to me like a local optimization problem where we had highly optimized supply chains that brought swabs in from the Lombardy region of Italy and prices went, got cheaper and cheaper. They got better and better in doing it, but it's ultimately a risk. It's a local optimization that's not best in the long run. So sometimes inefficiency is better than efficiency uh, when you want to survive. So that's, I think that's the biggest thing I've drawn out of it is that there's a lot of good examples of companies that were over-optimized or systems that were over-optimized um, and that ended up not being good in the long run. Which is sort of your mantra, right? It's the nature has a lot of um, redundancy in order to pick the best path. And humans went and said, no, 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 we need to highly optimize to a single path. Right. Yeah, it's. I think that the, um, I haven't thought about it this way, but maybe a way to summarize a lot of what I've been thinking about is that nature is a lot sloppier, messier, and worse than we think. Um, it's you know, there's the old metaphor of the watchmaker god or whatever that the universe is this highly tuned watch that you know it works perfectly. It doesn't work perfectly. There's all there's mess everywhere, but the mess is why it succeeds. I think is the the thing that we are starting to learn in a lot of fields, and I think we're going to be last to learn it in engineering. <laughs> like I think we're predisposed to not learn it very well, uh, just from what I see. There's this quote I just started rereading an older Alan Watts book, and I think at the start of the book he says. You're only making a mess by trying to put things straight. You're trying to straighten out a wiggly world, and it's no wonder you're in trouble. Like that, we sort of crave these straight lines and straight crave perfection when it doesn't. It's not in harmony with the way things work. But as but as beings that have evolved from this nature and from this biology, why why did we become like that? I think that's the weird thing is that we there there are parts of this that are good. It's the reason why we have technology. Like, you know, precision engineering brought us the airplane and brought us, you know, drugs that can save our lives and all these things. I think it's just when we when we get stuck in thinking that's the only paradigm, that's when that's when it becomes problematic. 
and that's where um, the uh, the book that I talked about at the end of my talk. Um, that's where it, it comes in. The Ian McGilchrist book. Uh, he talks about how we've had this that our our two sides of our brain are sort of honed differently. Um, and he sees these cultural shifts over time where at times the left brain is more dominant. Other times the right brain is more dominant. And he's essentially just saying that over the last say 500 years, we've been, we've been moving to this more left brain model of thinking. We're more focused on the details. We're more focused on divisions. We think more narrowly. We think in terms of symbols and maps. We pay less attention to context, um, and it, and we pay less attention to emotions. Pay less attention to the body and more to the brain. All of these things he calls them ways of attending, and it's it's not that one is better or worse. They're they're both apply in di- different circumstances, and they both enable us to do certain things. And we wouldn't be what we are without having both capabilities. It's just that culturally, we tend to overweight the left brain. Uh, that's the way. That's the way he sees it. I think it. I think there's a lot of value to that uh, approach. So in the in the left brain, right brain conversations i know it's easy to say oh left brain is more analytical and the right brain is more creative is that is that too simple or is that yeah he the book is long and he he spends like i don't know the first 20 percent of the book is starts with him apologizing kind of saying everybody he knows thinks he's stupid to write a left brain right brain book because everybody knows that the simple characterizations that everybody has are wrong. Like when you test them in the lab, this simple model that the left brain uh, is mathematical and the right brain is creative, they break down and that's not how it works. Um, but he sort of explains that even that being true, they there are very, very clear differences about how their left brain and the right brain just work. And this is true in all animals. The example that I think drilled at home the most for me, he talks about birds. In a bird, the left brain is is the reason a bird is able to pick up a bird seed out of the dirt. Like it can focus in on the bird or on the seed, see the boundaries of the seed from the world around it, control its beak to precisely pick it up. The bird's right brain is able to pay attention to the cat that is stalking it in the periphery. So it's it's this the the phrase uses ways of attending that the left brain is paying focused attention the right brain is paying peripheral attention and so the left brain cares about the divisions of things and the right brain cares about well how does all of this relate is that cat close enough to be a threat to me is it you know is do those bushes look like they're moving in an odd way that i can't quite describe um but is a threat to me so it's he sort of describes it that you, you can't really think of it as like, well, the left brain is, you know, solving the problem. The left brain could be creative in how it figures out how to get the seed out of the dirt. And the right brain could be creative in how it 
positions the bird to figure out where the cat is or both sides of the brain would be processing the same signal from its eyeballs right so it's almost like which part of the image are you honed in on is that is that yeah and there there's some that i'm i'm less uh knowledgeable about some of that stuff but some of that is how they know some of these things happen because they know the left eye's imagery goes to the right side and so there's a delay of communicating that information to the other side of the brain and there's different experiments they've done to know why it's the left brain that's doing x and the right brain that's doing y but to your point all of the same information is coming in to the brain like it's all pro it's just processing the same information the same environment in different ways but is it so i know i know this is completely off topic well maybe not but does the left eye's signal go to the right brain and the right eye's signal go to the left brain i'm pr i'm pretty sure that's right at least in birds i don't have that book in front of me but i'm pretty sure that's right that's fascinating so in other words, I could potentially hack my brain by closing one of my eyes. Yeah, there's def there's definitely an experiment somewhere about um, how that would affect your uh, how you do things. Yeah, I'll look for that and see if I can f find that part of the book. <laughs> this is a CTO podcast, right? <laughs> Well, <laughs> I know this is probably the most misleading CTO, uh, most, most misleading podcast because we talk about everything. I kind of like to think of it as what would happen when two CTO types sit in a studio versus highly optimized content. I like the redundancy of content, like the regression and the degeneracy of content. That's that's a good way to put it. We want we want the most degenerate content we can get. Now, just to kind of think about that left brain, right brain, you mentioned in a talk once that there's a communication between the two halves that makes you be able to have a conversation with yourself or to have sort of that observer pattern or the observer. Because I often wonder about how did my brain that is locked in my skull know that it, that it, can, it can talk to its, like there's other entities or invisible entities or yeah i think i think this part you're talking about is the um the way and i totally forget what what the basis for this is but i do remember the details from the book so the left brain is the descartes sort of thinking i think therefore i am like i am this being that happens to be living inside my brain that's kind of the left brain view whereas the right brain view is that and this is going to probably sound weird to you. It sounds weird to me and it probably sounds weird to the whole audience, but the, your body is you like your brain just happens to be along for the ride, but your right brain sees your body as yourself. And that's where some of the weird things where like people have phantom limb senses, like their right brain, like 
knows they still have, you know, they're still operating there. It still exists because there are sense organs that are telling it that and it believes them. Whereas the le- then the left brain, this this correlates to, well, I there's there's one person driving up in my brain and that is going to resolve to one uh you know, one true answer about things. So the left brain craves certainty and the right brain knows that it, it like has contradictory sense input. Like when you, when you play tricks on um, trying to think of like those eye tricks where you've got the line with the arrows going this way and the ones going this way and the line's the same length, but it's tricked. Your right brain is able to, to know, Oh, it's like, those are different length lines because it it's like processing this contradictory information. It's okay with the, there being ambiguity in the world because it deals with it all the time. Whereas that's the left brain that wants to know, okay, well, is it, is it the same length or not? Let's get out a ruler and go see like, are they, the left brain has an existential crisis about it. Exactly. Yeah. So then, so then, um, this leads me to sort of, uh, you know, dreams and religion and faith. And I mean, I know, I know this isn't a Jesus podcast, but the humans need then to make sense of the universe. Why can't the, the brain just be like, hey, I was born. This is cool. I uh, I will I will I will exist and therefore there will be a beginning a middle and an end and I'm cool with that. Yeah. I th- I think I mean you're actually touching on one of the pieces that um seems to bring a lot of this together is that the there's a strong difference in this kind of thinking in the religions of the world like the western religions the judeo-christian tradition is much more left-brained. And the uh, Asian traditions are much more right-brained. In particular, I think Taoism is in particular the most sort of right-brained thinking. Like it's very, um, like the the primary Taoist text, the Tao Te Ching, is basically a book of contradictions. Like it's all kinds of things that kind of don't make sense if you read them one way, but in another sense, they make perfect epic sense. Um, and so I, I think there's some of that, but it's, it's interesting because you can see, um, like there is the split does not seem to have originated in my mind with like the religions themselves in their origins. It's more in the cultural tradition that built up around them, you know, like the, uh, the Catholic church sort of becoming hierarchical and becoming aligned, like basically a political power, in Europe has, you know, has in my mind has some connection to why, you know, we ultimately have uh, this very left brain approach to the world now, which is in, in the talk that I gave last year, the part about the Prussian military, sort of that emerged out of the enlightenment when, you know, the societies were transitioning from this religious power model to this sort of uh, essentially from a model where you were king because God said you were to a model where you were king because, you know, people thought you should be, or you deserved to be. 
And so it created this, this setup where the government needed to, needed to justify itself to the people. And so it needed to accomplish things. And in order to accomplish things, it needed to plan them and administer them. And so like the administrative state and formal organized militaries um, with, you know, uh, you had to be, you had to serve in the military started uh, forming. And that's, that's where like the, you know, the origins of Prussia is where business schools and, uh, compulsory schools. That's where that whole thing comes from. Like the very idea that, well, you would go somewhere to learn what you would need to know. Somebody else has the answers and they're going to give them to you. It's very sort of left brain approach to the world. That's where that all kind of originates. And I think more of the Eastern tradition was, was fuzzier. Um, and you know, the, the Western world has dominated for a couple hundred years and so that's that's why we think the way we think and it, and some of these things you know just people in other cultures don't think this way Thanks again for joining us here in studio with Aaron Longwell, who's the director of engineering, INL Justice Sector Support Program, Afghanistan. We will be back again with another interview with him, and we have quite a few scheduled, so do stay tuned. Now, if you would please go over to iTunes to subscribe to this podcast. Also, go check out Aaron Longwell's LinkedIn and check out 7CTOs.com. We'll see you again next time.